0: how's everyone doing today Um, I'm gonna do a lot more live videos because I really feel you know moving in my spirit you know to release these words that God's given to me Um, it's just things that he's teaching me and then things that I just want to share and teach the believers the body of Christ Some of these things have been very uh, interestingly difficult to handle, might I add. Because, you know, what God's teaching me is very different. Definitely uh, eye-opening and definitely life-changing. And my prayer is that it will be the same for you guys as well. So, I want to... I wanna talk to you guys about the topic of, as you can see, it says, slave to righteousness. Sorry, my phone's messing up there. And this is a very, something near and dear to my heart as well, as all the things that God teaches me are. But being a slave to righteousness you know i get the i get the image of god as being a general of an army and you know as we are you know in his army and he's our general he commands us to do things but he's not like man where he's commanding us where he has a hidden agenda he's not like man where he's commanding us to do something that's, you know, going to benefit him. He's actually commanding us to do these things because he wants to bless us. It's his desire for us to multiply. It's his desire for us to prosper and to be successful in in everything that we touch and in everything that we do. But I want to go into Romans chapter 6. And touch on this and share with you what the Holy Spirit showed me so that, you know, I can teach you guys. Um, In Romans chapter 6, I'm going to start with verse 15. It says, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey? So that who you obey or that which of whom you're obeying to who's commanding you, that's who you're a slave to. And this is why I'm saying slave to righteousness, which is another way of just saying you're a slave to God. And I think a lot of people, they they would probably get upset with that word because you think, wait, no, 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 I'm free. I'm not a slave. I'm free in Christ. Absolutely, you're free. But the Bible teaches us that you're no longer a slave to that which you used to obey, which this is coming in from saying, before Christ. We could easily go and sin with no hesitation because we were a slave to sin. We were a slave to sin, which caused us to be able to naturally sin with no hesitation. And like the Bible is telling us that if you were a a slave to sin, you obeyed it. To that which you obey, you're a slave to. But now the Bible's teaching us that that whether of sin leading to death you can be a slave to or of obedience leading to righteousness. See the two? There's two choices. Now you have a choice to be a slave to sin, right? Which leads to death, which is very clear in the scripture. Or you have a choice of being a slave to obedience which leads to righteousness. Now, a slave to obedience is one that just obeys the commandments, is one that just obeys the commands of the general. Because a general, I'm sure I'm not in the military, but I'm sure a lot of my military friends can relate, that if you disobey the commands of the general, or your leading officer, whoever it is, I'm sure things don't quite go well with you. Consequences seem to come and they're pretty probably severe. Like I said, I don't know the background of what they look like. But I'm saying that that's on earth. That's here on earth. And I want you to kind of see this picture that I'm painting here. Because on earth you have the general and in the military you have to obey the commands. Because they want hopefully what's best for you. But now we're talking about a heavenly army and a general that's in heaven, who is God. And he has commands for you that he wants you to live out and obey because they're going to help you succeed in everything that you do. They're going to help you go forward and go past, you know, go into anything beyond what you could ever hope, dream, or imagine because of your obedience to God. And that's why he says, you're now a slave to righteousness. But he's not saying it as like, ha ha, I got you. It's more of, I want to bless you. And if you obey these things that I command you, then these things will happen. But if you disobey these things that I command you, then these consequences will occur. These are hard things for us to you know swallow as Christians because... We want to say, but God's grace and, you know, his grace, you know, is, um, uh, you, you know, what, what we rely on. So we continually in our evil ways and we continually in our sin, but that, that's not what he commanded. He didn't say that. And that's why, that's why Paul addresses it, you know, if, because we are no longer under the law, but under grace Do we keep sinning? And he says, certainly not. And he's addressing this to them. And I think what God was placing in my heart that was stirring in my heart was that you will obey what you fear. And it's a good fear. It's it's good to have a fear of God, a reverence fear of God to where you obey his commands. Because just like before God, in your life and you were a slave to sin the bible says you're a slave to to righteousness now to obedience which means just as easy as it was for you to sin before christ it should be just as easy as it is to follow christ now because you're no longer a slave to sin which it was so easy for you to go and sin with no hesitation But now it should be easy for you to be a slave to God, which means it should be a slave, that it should be easy for you to obey the things of God, just like it was before Christ. I think that's really amazing because if we can get that kind of mentality and we can get that kind of understanding in our spirit man and in our mindsets, we would wake up knowing that what the Bible commands us to do And we would operate and obey in it supernaturally, but naturally, because that's what we were designed to do in the first place. I want to talk about the fear of God, because that which you fear, you will obey. Just like I said, in the military on earth, if you obey, if if you don't obey the general, I'm sure there's people out there that would fear your leading officer that the consequences are not good. And it's the same thing with God. The Bible is very clear on obedience and disobedience. The Bible is very straightforward, how it comes to your life, and it's your choice and your decision. And I was talking to my wife about this last night, and I told her, you know, there really is no choice, but the thought to think that there's free will of a choice is a lie from hell. Because whether you're, and I've heard other people say this before, and I'm going to use it. Whether you're on, if you're on the fence of serving God or, or you know, serving Satan, right? If you're on the fence, the devil owns the fence, which means that you, rather, you either choose God or you choose the enemy, the devil. There's never really an in-between. There's no gray area. It's black and white. Because that's how God was. God is very straightforward in his word. And he says, listen, if you obey this, you know, then this will happen. If you disobey, then this will occur. And, you know, for me, it's just like, if if you're wise, you'll obey what God has to say. Because we understand that God is the one that sent his son Jesus to die for us. That tells me that God really wants what's best for you because he sent his son, you know, with no hesitation, with no one asking for him to send his son. He did it on his own. And that means that he really loved the world. That he gave his only son that who would ever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And but he wanted it to be more than just eternal life. He wanted you to have blessings here on earth. He doesn't want you to have to wait, excuse me, to get into heaven to receive the rewards and receive the blessings that he has for you. He wants you to be blessed on earth. And the way that you become blessed on earth is becoming a slave to God, which is a slave to obedience because your obedience produces fruits of holiness. And because of that holiness, he wants to bless you with all of his goodness that he has in the heavens. Now <clears throat> I want to go over talking about God and having a fear of him and a reverence of him because in Hebrews chapter 12 I don't know if you have your Bible or not if not that's okay like I said I do I have my Bible right here as you can see Hebrews chapter 12 verse 29 or 28 it says therefore since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Now, right there, it's letting us know that serving God with reverence, it's okay to be fearful of God. It's okay to have a fear of God because that's actually one of his commands. Is One of his commands is to fear him. Because a lot of blessings and a lot of great things from God come from having fear of God, but of reverence fear of God and a godly fear. Because we see that God is not a human. God, you know, he's not uh, your pastor. He's not a person, you know, he's God. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is an all consuming fire is what the word says here. And I think a lot of times that this isn't taught enough because people will say, well, now you're just trying to scare people to God. But that's not my intention. My intention is for you to be blessed. My intention is for you to have what God wants you to have in the best for your life while you're here on earth, while serving him, because that's what he wants for your life. But not everyone gets to live that way because they don't know these truths. And then they ask themselves, why was life this way? Why was it hard? Why, you know, this and that. And, but it's because of sin. It's because of the evil and the sin that you continue in, God cannot bless. God cannot bless or reward the works of sin. He abhors those things. He hates evil he hates those things and to abhor something literally means to regard with disgust and hatred which means that god does not like evil he does not like sin so it goes against everything of who he is in his nature to bless you you cannot be blessed if you are walking in sin it's impossible God, is in, it, it's, in, it's impossible for God to bless you if you're walking in sin. And that's why when you fear God, you will depart from wicked ways. You will depart from sinful things because of your fear of God. It will help you to depart from the wicked nature. It will help you depart from sinful thinking. It will help you to obey him and to go after him with all your heart. Because that's what a reverence and a godly fear can do for you in your life. And I promise you, it will be the greatest thing that you decide and choose to do. Because blessing after blessing after blessing will flow from your obedience. Because that's what he promised in his word. I'll go into Romans twelve nine just to show you that God, you know, abhors evil. He doesn't like it at all he actually hates it the bible tells us it's very straightforward romans 12 verse 9 it says let love be without hypocrisy abhor what is evil and clean to what is good clean to what is good god is good clean to what is righteous clean to obedience every day that we wake up We should have in our mindset made set up in our minds that we're going to obey his commands and cling to what is good because of knowing because if you know what happens, if you don't cling to what is good, then you would be wise to cling to what is good because then you would know that blessings flow from obedience. It's amazing. It's it's really simple. It's what God's called us to do. And like I said, many might receive this and many might reject it, but that's 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 the choice. But like I said in the beginning, there's not really a choice because there will be one day that we stand before the judge, which is God himself, and it's gonna be accounted for, everything good and evil that we did. And we're really not gonna have that much of an excuse, personally for me, You know, I don't want to be the one sitting there and say, well, I I didn't do that because of XYZ. I didn't do that because I didn't think that it was possible to reach holiness as you have called us to do. No. That it just, there's going to be no one there besides you and him, one on one, and there's going to be no excuse. And no matter what we can try to say, like, oh, my friend, your friend's not there. My pastor, your pastor's not there. My family member, your family member's not here. Your every excuse, the book that I- your book's not here. The, the thing that I saw on TV, the thing that was on TV is not here. Th- that's the kind of stuff that we're, that we're, that we're dealing with. That's going to happen. It's true. This is real stuff. And this is why I believe that God is teaching us these things, you know, so that we're prepared. So that we're prepared for these kind of things. And, you know, to have the fear of the Lord, like I said, first helps you to obey his commands. But if you fear God, the Bible says that if you fear God, you'll depart from evil. That's that's. That's straight scripture. That if you fear the Lord, you will depart from evil. Because you hate what he hates. You do not like sin as much as he doesn't like sin. Because you're a slave to righteousness. You're a slave to obedience. You're a slave to God now. You're no longer a slave to sin. You're no longer a slave to that which was leading you to death is what it says. And so I'm going to read to you in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter three. have a couple, I have a lot of different scripture that God's placed on my heart, you know, and um, you know, I'm just going to read them to you because this is, this is how I spend my time with God and how I learn about what he requires of me what he wants from me and what he wants me to do. Because I read the word, I'm able to get his understanding and change my, and the word changes my mindset. Just like it says in Romans chapter 12, verse two, right? And do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how you change, the, and how you renew your mind is by reading God's word because that's his mind. The spirit wrote the word of God through men. And no one knows the mind of God except for the spirit. So therefore, when the spirit was writing through men, that was God's mind that was being written down as we have right now in the word, as you can see live. That this is God's mind. This is God's heart. This is his mindset and his heart. This is who he is. The very essence of his being. And I share that with you because the more you get into this word, and the more the Holy Spirit teaches you through the word, because it is written by Him, mind you, He will lead you and guide you and counsel you into greatness, into greater things than, like I said, you could ever hope, dream, or imagine, just like His word promises us. He'll lead you into obedience. He'll lead you and remind you about the things that Jesus taught, just like Jesus said in the word. It's, it's very simple. And like I said, the choice, there really is no choice. The simpleness of the gospel is that you fear God, that you obey him and that you once were a sinner and now you're no longer a slave to sin, but you're a slave to him. And it's a good thing to be a slave to God. It's a good thing to be a slave to righteousness and obedience. And this isn't brainwashing people. This is transforming the thinking of their mind of how maybe they were taught or how they grew up or from whatever generation or their father never taught them or their mother never taught them. Generations upon generations have fallen into these traps and have never learned these truths, but God is calling up an army. He's raising up an army of generation right now in this generation to know the truth because this truth will set you free, just like the word says. I want to talk about Proverbs chapter 3, okay? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7. It says right here, Do not be wise in your own eyes. That's loaded. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. If you fear God, your natural instinct, your natural mindset is going to be depart from evil. Your natural understanding, which we say is supernatural, will actually become natural. That supernatural will become natural in your life to fear God on the daily, on the daily, on every day you wake up and to depart from evil. That wicked thing That which holds you captive, that wicked thing that still holds you from receiving God's blessings needs to be overruled by God's word, which transforms your mind, which helps you think in a godly conscience instead of a wicked conscience. The word of God, the Bible says that our conscience were seared like a hot iron but talking about evil seared, our conscience for evil. But when you renew your mind, you're renewing your mind in a godly conscience and you're understanding the word and you're living from the word daily because that's what you're reading and living. That's, That's why it's so important to get into the word. That's why it's so important to obey what he commands. And it's interesting because one of his commands is actually that you meditate on his word day and night. Why would he tell us to meditate on his word day and night? Because he knows the blessings that flow from it. Because he knows what's going to flow from you spending time with him and gleaning and learning from him on what he commands. Because he knows what it produces it produces holiness, it produces fruits of righteousness, which are honoring and pleasing and acceptable to God. And sin can never be acceptable or pleasing to God and he cannot bless you. It goes against everything of who he is. It's impossible for God to bless you if you remain in your evil and wicked ways. That's why he's saying depart, depart from this. You now know that this is how it works. Depart from evil, depart from your wicked ways and I will bless you. Obey what I say and I will bless you. It, it's just amazing to me. Watch this, in Proverbs chapter eight, I'm gonna teach you more about the fear of God. Because this is a reverence godly fear that I'm trying to teach over Facebook Live technology, whoever's watching, God bless you. And whoever watches this later, I pray that you know it sticks. I pray that it does something like a double-edged sword and it penetrates into your heart and into your soul, which is your mind. And it releases kingdom truth throughout your body. Because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And let it just ring through. And I just I just declare that in Jesus' name. Proverbs 8, verse 13. The fear of the Lord, watch this, is to hate evil. Right? What? We just talked about that. The fear of the Lord is to depart from evil. Why would you depart from it? Because you hate it. Why do you hate it? Because God hates it and you're not a slave to it anymore. You're a slave to obedience and a slave to righteousness. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance in the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. I mean, I you can't get any clearer than what God is telling us through this word that if you fear God with a godly and reverent fear, you will hate what he hates. You will despise what he despises. And you will not walk in those ways because you want to honor and please the king. You want to honor and obey the general of your army. Right? That makes perfect sense to me. I want you to see this. People say, well, you know, God can't hate this and that, but he does. There's seven, there's six things it says, but then there's seven abominations to him that he hates. And I'm going to show you where they are. They're in Proverbs chapter six, verse 16 through 19. This is what God hates. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, right? So pride. Pride. A lying tongue, so one who's lying, cheating, right? Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans and feet that are swift in running to evil. Meaning your feet easily run to evil. God does not like that because he hates evil. He hates sin. But if you continually to read the word and change your mind and you allow the Holy Spirit to transform your mind, you will automatically, your feet will naturally run to goodness. Your feet will naturally run to obedience. Your feet will naturally run to the supernatural, which will become natural for your life because this is how God designed it. That's how God designed it. And I don't know how long I've been live for right now, actually. But I just want to encourage you guys that the fear of God is so important. And we can can pray and ask God to give us fear in our hearts towards him, a reverence fear, a godly fear. But the more that you read the word, the more that you get the Word in your spirit, man, and in your mind, your soul, that fear of God will come naturally. The more that you read the word, the more that you get into His word, and the Holy Spirit teaches you, ask him to teach you about the fear of God, because he will just like i 'm teaching you right now there's more to it there's there's so many scripture references on fear of God, and you know I can go through you know quite a list of them to be honest of what God is teaching me because it says meditate on it. And so I've been meditating on this for this day, pretty much so far on the fear of God. And I'm going to continually to meditate it probably throughout the week of what God wants to teach me about having fear of him because of what overflows from the fear of God. It says in, psalms 67 4. it says let the nations be glad i'm going to read it through my through uh my version here real quick psalm 67 4. right it says let the nations be glad and sing for joy for you will judge the peoples with uprightness and guide the nations on the earth. What I'm teaching you right now is God giving guidance that the Holy Spirit is teaching me to obey these commands. The Holy Spirit is teaching me to have a fear and a reverence of God because right, because God wants to bless us because it's a guide and God desires for us to be guided into all truth, into all righteousness and into all holiness because that's who he is and what he's designed you to live in. Look at Psalms 112 verse one, Psalms 112 verse one, 112 verse one praise the lord blessed is the man who fears the lord who delights greatly in his commandments look you're a blessed man if you get the revelation of the fear of god you are a blessed man if you can understand and walk in this naturally you will automatically be blessed He delights, the man who delights in God's commandments, which means you obey because you fear God. See, there's, there's, there's a step process, right? You fear God, then you obey him because you fear God. And because you fear God, you obey his commands. And then because you fear God and obey his commands, you have blessing. So it's like a three step thing, one fear of God, two, right? You obey and three blessing you obey his commands fear of god obey his commands and blessing it's so simple that some people will get frustrated and say no it can't be that easy but the word of god is simple the bible tells us to keep the word simple the bible tells us that paul was talking to the people and he says i am worried that As easy as Eve was sifted in the garden, that the devil is going to sift you, and he's talking to believers, of the simplicity of the word of God. So when the word says one thing, that's what it means. It's not talking about other things. It's very simple. The word is saying, right, if you fear God, you will obey him. If you obey him, you will be blessed by him. Just like it says right here. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. All three things are found in that one scripture in Psalms 112 verse 1. All three things. That's, it's like a three-step message that you could say or whatever. But I'm here to just help you understand the word. I'm here to basically allow the Holy Spirit to flow through me to guide you into truth and show you things that maybe you haven't seen before or start to stir things up in your spirit man to get you excited for these kind of things because this is what God is doing. God is raising up a generation, an army of revivalists is what we call them. But I say it's an army of people who obey and fear God because revival comes through obedience. But that's that's another topic. You know that's that's a whole other thing that God's taught me. <sighs> Psalms one fifteen, we talked about. Well, I'll go back. To Psalms one twelve verse one. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Right. Go go to Psalms one fifteen. Right right just right over pretty much. Psalms one fifteen verses thirteen. It says he will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. Like. Okay, I get it. Are you getting it? That if you fear God, he will bless you. He will bless you if you fear him. That's two scriptures. I'm going to go into another one so that this can continually to, you know, marinate in your spirit. Go to Psalms 128. Psalms 128. Verses one through four. Watch this, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Who walks in his ways is just another way of saying who obeys his commands. And that's what Psalms 112 verse one said, right? Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and obeys his commandments. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. This is what happens. These are the blessings of those who fear the Lord, right? It says, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his way. This is what's going to happen in your life if you fear God. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. Who, want, who doesn't want happiness? Come on now. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. That's your family. Now your family is being um, impacted because of obedience. Your family will be blessed because of your obedience. Like, I mean, it's just right here. It's as simple as that saying your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house, right? Your children like olive plants all around your table. That's simple. That's simple. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The man will be blessed who fears God. The Lord bless you out of Zion, and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. Right? So that you may live long enough to see your children's children. That you would be blessed. That a blessing from God is long life. That's a blessing. You know, it's, it's, that's, I, you know, I might write down all the blessings so that, you know, you can get more excited about what each blessing means instead of me just saying blessing because blessing is very broad. But there's many different categories of that blessing. Like I said, this one, your wife, your children uh your your days of your life shall be long. There's multiple uh you know there's multiple blessings in the midst of that category blessing. And but what's interesting is all those things flow of blessings through just having fear of God. Because all those things flow from you having a fear of God means that you're obeying his commands, which means if you obey his commands, like we talked about the three things, if you fear God, you obey his commands, then blessings will flow. The only person, and I, you know, the Holy Spirit shows me this, the only person who can keep you from blessings is yourself. And that's rough. That's hard to swallow, but it's the truth. And the reason why it's actually a good thing that it's like that is because, like I said yesterday, you don't have to be dependent upon your pastor. Your relationship with God is not dependent upon your pastor. Your relationship with God is not dependent upon me. Your relationship with God is not dependent upon your wife. Your relationship with God is dependent between you and him. It's a relationship. It's one on one. It's you and him. And that's how it goes. Your blessing flows If you obey, your blessing is cut off. If you don't obey, it's as simple as that. And it's like I said, it's sometimes it can be over the minds of people because it seems too easy. But this is what God has made it to be. And this is what he's designed it to be. And it's actually very simple. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit, as he speaks through me to you and to myself, because he does that. He works in both ways. That he would allow you to have the revelation. He would give you the understanding and he would enlighten your mind to see the light, which is this word, that this is what comes. And this is why I can't express it enough. The three things. I probably should have named it that, but that's okay. The three things, like I said, fear of God, obedience to his commandments, and then blessings flow. It's not a formula. It's not a formula that I think that I figured out. It's something that the Holy Spirit shows me that this is how the operation of the kingdom works. And this is how it is. There's no other way. I just get excited, you know, talking about this. I just get excited, man, because when God promises you a blessing because you fear him and because you obey him, he shows you multiple times through His Word. I love that He doesn't just say it one time. He like hits it so many times. Psalms one twelve verse one. Psalms one twenty eight. Right. Psalms uh, one fifteen. He just hits it on the head every time. And you can go into you know Proverbs ten twenty seven, which talks about long life. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. <laughs> Well, yeah, because if you have long life, then you go into Psalms 128, verse three, where it says, um, wait, wait, sorry. It says that uh, verse five, that, I'm sorry, verse six, that yes, you may see your children's children. You cannot see your children's children unless you live a long life. It's as simple as that. So that ties into the scripture of Psalms 128, which what Proverbs 1027 says. Because it says, the fear of the Lord in Proverbs ten twenty seven, the fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. Right. So in your disobedience, your life will be shortened. <laughs> it's, it's so simple, but can be scary too. And if you know there's things in your life that are keeping you from your blessings and you think that it's the devil, you're wrong. The devil is not keeping you from your blessings. It's yourself that's keeping you from your blessings. (laughs) Because it's a relationship between you and God. It's not between you, the devil and God. If that were the case, yeah, that'd be a whole, we won't even go there. God designed it so that it's relationship between you and him, no one else. So when you begin to fear God, You begin to obey God, and then you live your life for God, he's going to bless you. Blessings will pour out from out of the middle of nowhere. And you're going to ask yourself, how did that even where did that come from? Where does and then the Holy Spirit will probably remind you and say your obedience. He'll remind you and let you know that because of your obedience, these blessings will flow. And (sighs) Lord, It it will stick. It will stick in your heart. It will stick in your mind in Jesus' name. This stuff will happen because this is what God is raising up in this generation. Raising up an army of young believers that fear God, obey him, and receive substantial amount of blessings from him. That's what he wants for his people. And I just, I sense that so much in my spirit that that's what God is doing in this time. He's doing it and he's going to see it to fulfillment. It's just amazing to me. Listen, I want to talk to those that maybe struggle with sleep. I don't know why, but I'm, you know, in my heart, I came across the scripture and I've noticed a lot of people have struggled with sleep. And maybe they have fear of sleep or whatever it may be. Maybe you have. Um, you know, torments. Maybe you have the enemy tormenting you in your sleep or you're having nightmares. Listen, I want you to I want you to see something. This is a scripture in Proverbs nineteen verse twenty-three. Proverbs nineteen verse twenty-three. Proverbs nineteen verse twenty-three. All right. It says this, the fear of the Lord leads to life. We know that because you'll have long life and you'll see your children's children. So that one may sleep satisfied, untouched by evil. Lord, thank you for your word because your word is true. Thank you that whoever has been sleeping, not sound, and has been having torments and bad dreams and have not had, has, has not had peaceful rest, Father, thank you that your word says that as they fear you and obey your commands, that those dreams, those nightmares will be gone in the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. Your obedience. And it's funny because you know, there might be people watching this or watching this later that may not have this issue, but there may be one person that does. So rejoice in Christ because he's showing you how to be relieved of those nightmares. He's showing you how to be set free from those torments. In Jesus name, as you obey his word and you obey his commands and you fear God, you will no longer sleep in fear. You will no longer sleep with, with, uh, without be having a sound mind. You will no longer sleep with torments and nightmares in the name of Jesus. Because his word is him and he speaks it and he says, you will be untouched by evil in Jesus' mighty name. And and I will declare those things. I declare those things over your life and receive them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Look, the Bible teaches us That in Psalms 34, verse 7, this is all about the fear of God. Okay, I'm going through scripture about the fear of God. Because it's so important that we know fear produces blessings and it has different specific blessings. And I'm going to give you more blessings on what the fear of God produces. Okay, this is good fruit. This is good stuff. This is really good stuff. Psalms 34, verses yeah, 7. Psalm 34, verse 7. Watch this. We just touched on about, you know, people having torments and nightmares, but what the fear of God will do, right? And it will help you to sleep satisfied and be untouched by evil in Jesus name. Psalms 34, seven says this, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Look, another blessing. God sends his angels to encamp around you and your family as you fear him. Why why is there so much blessing in the midst of fearing God? It seems like he wants you to fear him because the blessing is so much greater. So much greater. (laughs) God says that he will send his angels to take charge around you and that they encamp around the tents, basically around the homes, around the people, around the families of those who fear God. Angels, you'll have angel armies surrounding you, fighting on your behalf because you fear God. God is a king of kings and a Lord of lords. And a king, God himself, who is king of kings, will not go against his word. He will protect you. He will provide for you. He will give you everything that you need. The blessings will flow from his throne, from heaven. And all you need to do is fear him, obey him, and the blessings will flow. There is probably so much more that I can go over, but I am just going over these scriptures so that I can help you understand and allow you to see the expression of my heart towards fear of God. Your life cannot be the same. When you fear God, your life has to change. Your life cannot remain. The Bible says that we go from glory to glory and from strength to strength. Can you? The blessing increases. It does not decrease. To those who fear God and obey Him, the blessing increases, it multiplies, and it overflows. I got one more thing that I want to share with you real quick. Real quick. I want to use the example of a king. And the Lord showed me this a little bit ago. But Daniel was a man. A man of God. And the king issued a decree. Now a decree is what we're reading through the word. These are decrees. If you fear me, then this will happen. If you fear me, then this will be. These are decrees written by the king, but not just any king, the king of kings. But let me go back to what I was talking about. The king issued a decree saying, if anyone prays to any other God, besides, you know, that's not God (laughs) in this case, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, I want you to see the background of this story because Daniel and the king were really good friends. They were not enemies. So it's not like that king wanted Daniel to die. That was not his intention. But notice that he signed the decree and he stamped it with his signet ring. Lord have mercy. And Daniel still obeyed his king of kings, which is God and prayed to him. But since he disobeyed the king on earth's decree, what was decreed that that person be thrown into the lion's den, which means that he would be put to death pretty much. I mean, if you're in the lion's den, your mindset says you're going to die. But the king, it says, was so grieved that Daniel was the one who was caught praying to another God, which was God himself. And he had to throw him in the lion's den because he had no choice but to fulfill his decree on which he signed, saying, if anyone, whether it be my family, whether it be my best friend, whether it be my wife, whoever it may be, if they they pray to another God, they will be thrown into the lion's den. And not even the king himself. Could change that decree. Think of it like that on earth, but think of it like this in heaven. Now we have the King of Kings decrees, okay? And his decree is his decree, meaning what he wrote and what he said has to come to pass. It cannot go against itself, meaning if you do not fear God, Blessings cannot flow. It's impossible. Just like like the king couldn't save Daniel in the lion's den because he loved him, but he was a king and he had all say, but his decree overruled him is the same way that God's decree overrules him. The Bible says that he is subject to his word. He is accountable to his word meaning he cannot move from his word no matter how much he would want to his word is established in the heavens and it's established and it's decree cannot be moved it's a hundred percent biblical but you see that the king's decree as daniel went into the lion's den God's decree was that if you serve me, I will protect you and send my angels charge over you. Watch this. The king's decree was so real as well, but Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. But God's decree over superseded the little king at the time. God's decree, who is the big king above the little king, his decree superseded passed that king's decree, meaning that the king's decree was on earth for Daniel to be thrown in the lion's den. But the king's decree in heaven, who is God, was that he would send angels to take charge and to encamp around Daniel. See that? Oh, that gets me so excited. The Holy Spirit's here. God's decree surpassed the king's decree. Because he is the king of kings and Lord of lords. What man says here on this earth in the name of Jesus will not get in the way of what God says in his word in heaven. The word of God, which is established in the heavens, which is above the earth already surpasses the earth. And it overrules and overpowers that which is here on earth. So as you obey the king of kings and the Lord of lords and you fear him, you obey his commands, blessings will flow. Not one thing on earth can stop the hand of God from blessing you and moving you forward into victory. The only thing that can stop the hand of God from blessing you is yourself. And I share that with you with such alert and awareness that it would be in your spirit, man, that you are the only one because Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross, which means obey me and follow me daily, daily. He did not say deny the devil. He did not say deny your neighbor deny your pastor, deny the person who hurt you, deny this, deny that. He said, deny yourself. If you and I as brothers and sisters in Christ and as Christian believers can get out of ourselves, and like I mentioned in the last live stream, Galatians 2.20 says that you and I are dead, but it's no longer us who lives, but it's Christ who lives in us that we can even live. We would realize that because we died, that was the old man that was a slave to sin. But the new man that came in was Christ himself, which made us a slave to righteousness. Just like the title of this message says. I am so happy and encouraged what God is doing in this generation. I'm so encouraged to hear testimony upon testimony. And, I, and I'm praying that I'll be able to come back live tomorrow with more things that God shows me so I can teach you guys. I love you guys so much and I want nothing but the best for your lives. I want nothing but the greatest things that God has for you, which is his blessings and the blessings can only be poured out through obedience. Just like I gave you the example of Daniel. God bless you guys. I love you so much and may you have a wonderful day or wonderful night, whatever time it is that you're tuning in and may you continue to be led by the spirit. And may he lead you into all truth in Jesus' name. Love you guys.